Hello, hello, and jaima, jaimayomis. It's Raquel, and welcome to Your Own Magic, a soul-expanding and heart-opening podcast. And this is part two, a continuation of what I love most about your moon sign and why you're so magnetic, and also what I think you can, if you haven't already at least, what you can potentially work on. Please listen to part one for a full reference of what your moon sign is and to hear about the first six signs of the zodiac. Also in the show notes, there is a link to find out what your moon sign is and I'm doing the remaining six in this episode. It's perfectly equal. Anyway, let's just jump right in, shall we? All right. Now, the next moon sign to look at. We just looked at, we ended on Virgo moon, therefore, our next victim, (laughs) just kidding, our next lunar to look over are those with their moon in Libra. And remember, first we addressed the celebrities, so let's go over the list of celebrities who are Libra lunars. Meghan Markle, Ariana Grande, Kate Winslet, Emma Stone, Shania Twain, Anna Nicole Smith, or Anna Nicole Smith, and Agatha Christie. And then the gentlemen, Leonardo DiCaprio, Justin Bieber, Harry Styles, Jay-Z, Nikola Tesla, George W. Bush, William Shakespeare, and Walt Disney. Love or not love these celebrities, there is a magnetism to them, and the ones that you do love, you can look at them as expanders indeed. Now, what I love about Libra moons and what makes y'all so magnetic, your grace, your kindness, your charm, your fairness, your eagerness to see beyond one perspective, and not only that, but understand a multitude of perspectives. Even if you're gung-ho and only see one side of the cube, you are eager to understand others and where they're coming from just out of pure curiosity. I don't know if people don't give you enough credit as well for your brilliance and awareness as you're able to really see and understand the different perceptions of the world and you're also able to understand how the world perceives you. And you know, you can either use this brilliance to your advantage, but You know, some also may use it to their disadvantage and worry too much about what other people think about them because they're so aware, hyper aware. But if you use it for your empowerment, for self-betterment, you know, that's, that's courageous and that will be the most harmonious for your inner world. I also appreciate your ability, if you're willing at least, to create peace and harmony in chaotic places. It's a natural ability and that's part of your magnetism. And I appreciate that when I'm friends with you, I appreciate their attentiveness and that they, I can tell, I can feel, in fact, that you really care about this relationship And I appreciate your diplomatic nature in the relationship as well. Thank you for that. And let's not forget, you're charming, you're charismatic, and it's nice that you're adaptable to most all situations, and you are elegant in your ways. Like I said before, you're so gracious. So there's there's a lot of beauty that surrounds you and draws people in into your orbit. 
I also need to mention your artistic talent is unparalleled and you have this beautifully refined aesthetic skill, this eye, this keen eye that I feel like whenever I walk into a Libra's room or a Libra's home, a Libra moon's home, it's beautiful. Their environment is physically beautiful because they have such a beautiful keen eye and they know that this is their sacred space where they recharge and so they want to keep it aesthetically pleasing for their own self but what can you work on well like i said before if you see what others are seeing yet you know you don't like the way that you're being perceived from what you feel or think that they're perceiving you you know the best piece of advice is to let it go. Let them go. Who cares? Who cares? Do not hold on. You'll both move on with life and you'll feel more harmony letting it go and letting them go. Or at least setting boundaries, which I know, dear Libra Lunar, you are working on learning how to set those boundaries. And then there's also a toxic trait that some, if they haven't gotten past this yet, many have gotten past it. In fact, when I talk about what this side needs to work on, there's also a chance that you've already worked on this because it might have been a weakness in your past and you got over it or you were nurtured to see the world in, and you were programmed in a different way. So this might not be fully part of you anymore, but your toxic trait could be having an obsession with perfection that you, you really don't want the world to see this ugly side of you that you think is ugly. It's likely not ugly. It's likely perfectly imperfect. And that is fine. There's nothing imperfect about it since that is arbitrary anyways, but you dread the thought of conflict or showing the dark side of you you don't want people to see it, that you want them to just see the lightness, which I fully understand that. But with those that you're comfortable with, of course, maybe they'll get a glimpse of your temperament. That's good that at least there's some people you're willing to show your true self to, which I think most everybody, most people only show one side of themselves to the people that they're most comfortable with. So that's okay. But Sometimes if you suppress your feelings too often, you know, that energy only piles on till you explode. Expressing how you really feel is the medicine that you need. Remember, you don't have to be likable for everyone. Not everyone is going to like you anyway. You know, I know you want to be friends with everyone, but you know, being too agreeable is also, it's not an attractive trait really. Being somewhat agreeable is, but being too agreeable is not always super attractive. Be true to you and you'll feel more free. I know it's hard. You want to, you care about what the other person is feeling, what anyone's feeling, but if it infringes on your authentic truth, your honest self, something doesn't resonate, doesn't feel right. I've said this for a few other moons, those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. So I'm on your same page, by the way. I totally understand. I've also leaned towards wanting to be liked and therefore just being agreeable, even if I disagree. And later it can weigh on me. So I fully understand it indeed. And that is the greatest thing I think most Libra moons could consider if they wanted to work on. 
And now it is time for the Scorpio moon. My mom is a Scorpio moon, so I love my Scorpio moons. And people completely misunderstand you because you are so mysterious. But my mom is the epitome of a Scorpio moon. Like my dad as well is the epitome of a Pisces moon. He's a Pisces moon. And this is why, this is why I believe in astrology. Because those I know, when I looked at their moon sign, I was like, Oh, that is them, their inner self, their core, who I know them as, who I see them as beyond what perhaps others who don't really know them see. So yeah, I think that the Scorpio moon is misunderstood and so beautifully intense and loving. Anyway, Scorpio moon celebrities. Let's start with the queens, like um, Queen Bey, <laughs> Beyonce, Lady Gaga, J-Lo, Katy Perry, Miley Cyrus, Scarlett Johansson, Kylie Jenner, Bjork, and Elizabeth Taylor. And then the gentlemen, Will Smith, Bruce Lee, The Weeknd, Bob Marley, Nelson Mandela, George Harrison, Chris Evans, Steven Spielberg, Mark Zuckerberg, Jason Momoa and James Dean. Again, dislike, like, love, indifferent <laughs> when it comes to any of these celebrities. They're all undoubtedly magnetic and they do thrive in some way, shape, or form. And so the ones that you do love or are interested in, perhaps use them as an expander for you as you connect with them more on a deeper level than you realize. Anyway, what I love about Scorpio Lunars and what makes you so dang magnetic? Well, I feel that this is one of the most intense signs in a good way. I appreciate your intensity. I appreciate your unapologetic nature, your unabashed nature, and the way you honor privacy and having a more reserved life. Even if you're out there in the spotlight, like Beyonce, <laughs> and you're gregarious, there's still a sort of privacy that you honor, that you keep to yourself, that you keep reserved. And even though most, I would say, are introverts when it comes to Scorpio moons, they might have a gregarious shell, some of them. My mom, you can tell she's a reserved person. Others, you feel they have gregarious or just out there shells, but fairly reserved and indeed, pretty much all of them, a mysterious disposition that is a little captivating, I must say. There's this secrecy about them a piece of you only share this with a select few people that you truly trust, but it takes a while to earn your trust. And then, and I see this with my mama, if someone breaks a Scorpio moon's trust or betrays them in some way, shape or form, which they can be pretty sensitive, so it's not that hard to feel, for them to feel betrayed by someone. But if that happens, don't expect them to come running back and it might take a long time, if ever, for them to trust you again or feel safe with you again. So they're very, very true to themselves. And I believe that the Scorpio moon passion is infectious. And when you turn your inner world into an art form, it is breathtaking. Also, yes, I said you might be sensitive. You are a water sign, but you also have a very strong sense of security and resiliency, which is admirable. And your emotions really run so deep, even deeper than you may lead on to the public. Yet because of your strength, then perhaps even all the traumatic events you've 
endured, which many Scorpio moons had troubling childhoods for some reason. And it might not even be a parent thing. They could have just been overly sensitive and cry about a lot of things because maybe it was their peers or maybe it was just something else that they were going through because they feel things so intensely and it's heightened as a child. Even if you build up this wall, regardless, you've endured a lot and therefore you're very resilient You're so resilient. You're a very intuitive queen or king as well. So let's say I have a gut feeling that I am being toyed around by a guy or getting cheated on. And it's like, I know, but it's sometimes nice to get that confirmation. So I might run to a Scorpio moon, show them everything, give them all the details, but they'll see it all and they'll say, you're kind of thinking too much into this. I'm sure you're fine. Or yeah, he's sending you red flags, honey. Run for the hills. You're the intuitive queen that really just knows and sees beyond what others who might be super emotionally involved can see. So I also appreciate the depth in which you carry on when we're having these deep conversations or when I'm opening up to you about something because you're really, really hearing me. You're deeply listening not distracted and you see me. But that is if I have earned my place within your heart. You're not going to just give this card to everybody. So I'm very honored. Your friends must be very honored that we're part of your world. There are some things to consider working on indeed. And because you only let few in, I do personally find wise to be selective as I'm selective myself. Yet you're probably selective to the umpteenth degree where really few people, even if the world knows who you are, really few people people know you. And that heightened selectivity can sometimes also create a little bit of a possessiveness because, well, it could be for a variety of reasons. It could be because this person's your one and only friend and you don't want really anybody else to enter your little inner circle or world. Or maybe it's something that happened from your past and you really care about holding on to certain people or even certain possessions. But the one trait that not a lot of people realize, but Scorpios can harbor is often a either demand for total attention and love, or perhaps a desire to hold on to the things that you own, or a little bit of an unwillingness or a greediness that you just don't really want to share certain things because this is yours, you cling to it. And this can stir a lot of turmoil within you and perhaps it's universe opening you up if you do feel the tension at all when it comes to clinging to this person this object or maybe even this idea it's the universe's way of saying let go let go that feeling of resistance is that asking of the universe for you to let go And don't forget, you're a Scorpio. You have a sting. Be careful how you use it. You know, be mindful of others and others' feelings. Let's say someone does betray you. It doesn't hurt. I'm not going to try to change this about you, but it doesn't hurt to give some people a second chance. Everybody makes mistakes. And there's likely going to be a time, if there hasn't been already, a time where you wanted to redeem yourself. I'm sure that you would want them to give you a second chance as well. I have so many Scorpio moons close to me in my life, which I'm so honored. And y'all have your mysterious nature and an unparalleled intensity that I personally love being around. Anyway, Sagittarius moon celebrities 
Here are the queens. Ooh, Oprah Winfrey, Jennifer Aniston, Emma Watson, Sharon Stone, Adele, Yoko Ono, Hilary Duff, and Camila Cabello. And then guys, Albert Einstein, Justin Timberlake, Michael Jordan, Beethoven, Mozart, Picasso, Vincent van Gogh, all the oldies, Al Pacino, Tom Holland, John Mayer, and Stephen King. Sagittarius moons. What I love about you and what makes you so magnetic. You're the friend that I am going to take with me on that impulsive road trip that I texted about to you maybe a day or two before. And we are going to pack our bags and we're going to jet off. You're my adventure buddy. (laughs) Not only because of your adventurous nature, but also your energy is so infectious. One that I just love to be around as you're carefree, upbeat, so generous as well, and optimistic. You're an open-minded, fun queen. And then also, man... (laughs) Let's be honest, you have this innate, inherited luck. If I were a gambler or into gambling or casinos at all, well, I would take you to Vegas, which was basically my second home growing up as a child. So I would take you all around Vegas. And But no, you know what? Forget Vegas. Let's go drive the coast of California. Anyway, you're the friend that will hop on board. And you're also a magnet for opportune moments and abundance. So blessed. We will joke the whole way. We'll laugh a lot and be in awe along the coast as you're so easy to get along with. And you make someone like myself, who's a multi-Leo, feel special and seen and non-judged. And you're stoked to be around my lightness and I'm stoked to be around yours. Anyway, you're down for the lightness, but you're also down for the depth. It doesn't always have to be light, yet your sense of humor keeps things light and you make me laugh. I feel like a bubbly laugh bucket and or entertaining humans that one can be around pretty much every Sagittarius moon. Your optimism honestly just makes me feel so excited about being alive. But if you want to talk about the deep topics and dive into philosophy or psychology or politics or spirituality with me, well, you are down to do that. And also it's kind of cool that if we disagree, it's all good. That's why I love being your friend is that you don't allow opposing beliefs to infringe on our friendship. You're honest. So you'll tell the truth and express exactly how you feel, which I also appreciate. I feel like I could trust you if my outfit looked horrible for date night, you will let me know. Unless you're my date, then maybe maybe you'll save that for when we take the next step. <laughs> anyway, there's a sunniness to you that brightens my day and a confidence that surrounds you. I personally find complete joy, I really do, being around a Sagittarius moon. But what can you work on? Well, can you please stop canceling our plans? Thank you very much. And it's, why is it so hard to get you on the phone? Or why is it so hard? Why are you the worst texter ever? <laughs> Actually, I wonder if this is just a fire sign thing because I feel like sane. Also, you're always on the go and your curious nature, it does keep you going, keeps you moving. But I think that they kind of have this mindset of out of sight, out of mind. 
But also, don't forget that it's okay to sometimes relax at home. I was going to say the word settle, and I was like, settling is probably the Sagittarius's trigger word. They do not want to ever settle with anything. So instead, I'm just going to say relax a little bit at home, as settling down may sound like a nightmare. But if you do chill a bit inside your own space, inside your own home for a length of time, it may allow whatever, I'm just going to call it right out, whatever you're running from, whatever you're escaping, it might allow that to surface so you can finally release it as allowing those emotions to pent up will only make things worse. But yeah, I get it. I do. For me, you know, I've done the whole thing where I traveled to run and escape and I've done that many times and it doesn't ever heal or help anything I promise but you do gain experiences that's cool I guess but it's more worth it to relax a bit and tune in within you it could be at a different location but make sure that if you are escaping your external or physical environment that it's for joy, not because you're running from something from your internal world, because you're just going to take that with you. You're indeed known to be a little restless and a little senseless. And so to just be very aware and conscious of your actions and slow down. However, if you're aware of this and you've worked on it or, you know, something happened where you reprogrammed yourself to not really feel this or act in this way, that's awesome. Again, we all have these things that we can work on, but this is what most Sagittarius, if not all Sagittarius lunars, can work on. I love a natural look with some shimmer. I love that lightly soft contour, but add, of course, some shimmer and some blush, some highlighter, a whisk of eyeliner on the outer edges, and, of course, a strong lengthening mascara that does not clump or flake. That's basically the look I usually go for. So whether you like a more natural look or full glam or somewhere in between, you'd love Thrive Cosmetics because you're not only getting quality cosmetics, but you're also contributing to a good cause. And you also might already know of them as they have a pretty viral, vibrant turquoise tube on social media for their mascara. And it is a game changer. It is. I'm so happy that Thrive Cosmetics is not just stunning, but also 100% vegan and cruelty-free. And it's packed with clean, skin-loving ingredients. Their high-performance formula set the bar high with uncompromising standards. So no wonder their bestsellers boast thousands of glowing five-star reviews. And what also makes them even more more special is that every purchase with Thrive Cosmetics contributes to making communities thrive. Hence the name. I mean, it's also spelled C-A-U-S-E Medics. Thrive Cosmetics. So it's not just about beauty. I mean, they're truly about giving back. So with your support, they donate products and funds to support communities in need through responsive giving. That's why they've been my beauty obsession since 2020. I've been using their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara since 2020. I mean, this is a magical mascara that lasts all day without a hint of clumping or smudging or flaking. And removal is a breeze as all I need is warm water and a washcloth. Pretty simple. And also here's the best part. The nourishing ingredients in this flake-free tubing formula not only gives you the length and definition that you crave, but also it supports longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It's a love story for your lashes. So Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U 
S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 20% off your first order. All right, now it is time for Capricorn Moon. And the Capricorn Moon queens include Cher, Stevie Nicks, Reese Witherspoon, Jennifer Love Hewitt, Emma Roberts, Kate Hudson, Azalea Banks, Nina Simone, and Nellie Furtado. And then the gentlemen, Abraham Lincoln, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Pete Davidson, Frank Ocean, Tim Burton, Ernest Hemingway, Ozzy Osbourne, and George Washington. So what I love about Capricorn Lunars and what makes you so beautifully magnetic, well, your ambition, your realism, your focus, your drive, your resilience, your stoic approach to life, your commitment to working hard and getting things done, and also your commitment to accomplishing all your goals is exceptional. I know, I know, I can rely on you for almost anything, and you do tend to gravitate towards a more grounded and stable environment. And as a millennial born in August of 1990, I have a lot of Capricorn in me as well. My Uranus, my Saturn, and my Neptune. So there are many layers in which I feel I get you or I'm on the same page as you. But of course, it's still very different when this is your moon sign. You likely have a strong desire to reform tradition or outdated structures and better yourself. That's one of the beauties of the Capricorn. And then also perhaps you might be attracted to grounded spirituality and grounded practices that you can incorporate into your world that feels real to you, that you can physically see your experience and so I'm sure if you even have a spiritual practice as a Capricorn moon uh, you might be drawn to the systems and the structures that prove something to you and therefore it feels authentic and realistic and if something's way too out there and it just doesn't resonate you're likely to just you know brush it off your shoulder you likely appreciate the incorporation of science as well or maybe you're purely about science so you're very smart in that capacity you know you have this power within you to make things from the mind as well come into fruition because when you have your mindset on something you're going to make it happen and that is one of your powerful ways of manifesting. You manifest by envisioning and simply doing and working harder than honestly most anyone else. And I personally think that that's something that's commendable. And there's a greater depth to you also than that you might be aware of. You might not even be aware of. But there is a greater depth to you that you don't often show the world if at all, but you do really, really care. And you know, you're selective with who you're going to share this inner self with and you choose your friends carefully, which I love. And you're very good at setting boundaries and maintaining your privacy. You know, I know, I know personally that I can trust you with information and you're not going to share it with a soul. In fact, you probably just don't even care to share it. You're not really much of a gossip queen. Did I mention that you are quick-witted? Though your sarcasm, you know, could use some work. It kind of sucks. But everything else is pretty much next level. I love your way to make, you know, light of things with your humor. And yes, your sarcasm and your dry sense of humor and your dark sense of humor, all on point, unlike mine. 
Also, if you are listening to a podcast like this, or even just interested in topics like this, you know, because we do talk about some mystical out there things, then, you know, I'm I'm genuinely curious why, but I hope that you've also found some real grounded practical approaches to spirituality in this podcast. It's maybe because I have so much Capricorn in me as well, that's what I love to resonate with, what I've felt after so much exploration the most comfortable with. Anyway, if you are, I'm honored, very honored. What could you work on if you want to? Well, you can be a little hard on yourself. You you don't have to be perfect. What is perfection anyway? And yeah, it's okay to have high standards, but you know, no need to put yourself down or think less of yourself or even others if those standards are not reached. And I'm just gonna say it, I'm just gonna call it out. I actually know a couple Capricorn moons. I'm just gonna say it, they've been a little calculated and manipulative and I just needed to get out. (laughs) It's not cool, it's not cool. And some people can see it, some people can't, but it's not something that if someone can see it, really wants to be around or put their full trust in this person. Yet also contrary to what most people think, you're not cold or shut off, you do care but you just have trouble expressing yourself sometimes and you have a wall up for many reasons. And you also might even just suppress your emotions because you think that they don't matter, but they do matter. Your <laughs> Whatever you're feeling matters, you matter. Capricorn lunars tend to be prone to depression or sadness. So I hope that you're connecting with someone that you can express your innermost self to. Hopefully you're in therapy. Hopefully you have a spiritual practice or some sort of practice that, you know, keeps you reflecting and releasing these emotions and, you know, not suppressing anything. And in fact, you might fear of opening up because you're fear that you're going to lose control. But just know that if you do tap into these emotions, see them, and then release them, you will have gained control. You'll have more control, which might be annoying to hear, but it's true. And for the Capricorn moons who have worked for this, who have opened up, man, I am sure that you are your most magnetic self now. You are thriving in some way, shape, or form as that was not easy, but it's something that's super, super commendable, especially when I know that it's likely it's likely hard, challenging for you. And now let's do Aquarius lunars. So celebrities with their moon in Aquarius. Let's begin with the queens. Oh my, a few I am a big fan of. Marilyn Monroe, Britney Spears, Princess Diana, Sandra Bullock, Jessica Alba, Victoria Beckham, and Solange Knowles. And then the gentleman, (laughs) Jesus himself, Jesus Christ, Muhammad Ali, John Lennon, Eminem, Shawn Mendes, Liam Payne, Pop Francis, Pope Francis, Lil Wayne, and Denzel Washington. Anyway, what I love about Aquarius Lunars and what make you so magnetic You're fiercely independent and you're smart. You're very smart. Your nature is free-spirited and self-willed and you're observant. 
You care about the world and others, and you're a true, organically so, a humanitarian. Plus, you're friendly, you know, you're approachable, you're sociable. Even if you're an introvert, by the way, you're still easier to socialize with than many and likely very likable. And even though you may not care to have a million friends, or you may like to have a million friends, but you likely prefer a small circle, you're still so kind and loving to neighbors and strangers. And that's part of your magnetism. And sure, you also may have your moments of isolating yourself from the world, but yet you're you're just in tune when you do that because you're like, okay, I just need a recharge. I just need a breather. No big deal. And your imagination, by the way, is wild and it's free. And I think it's beautiful that you express yourself creatively in that way. And I love that you have a wide range of interests. Uh, same. <laughs> So we could connect on those levels and you're the friend I'd honestly ask your thoughts with about society or I'm curious about your political points of view. I just want to see the world from your perspective. I'm curious how you see it, especially since it likely comes from a logical and grounded frame of reference that I could practically use in my reality as someone who can also be very metaphysical about things. And again, You're likely highly intelligent and intellectual, and I appreciate that you do care about your feelings, yet you're not going to entertain the trivial drama. You are concerned with the real world problems and the big picture that's affecting lives on a macro scale, and that is commendable. I also appreciate your desire to fight for personal freedom and stand up for the underdog, and you know, no one is going to tell this queen, this Aquarius queen, what to do. You're a visionary and you're going to do what you see and feel, know and want. And, you know, it usually has something to do with a greater cause for the greater good of humanity. And I honor that. Now, what can you work on? Well, if bits hit the fan, then... (laughs) You may step out of your grounded self and handle your emotions irrationally. Perhaps you've already got a handle on this, but if not, well, you know, sometimes your expression may be, it might be smart to become aware of how you react to things and try responding versus reacting after you collect your thoughts and, you know, take a breath for a bit. Sometimes your expression just may be more erratic than collected and others around you may not know what to do. And so if you haven't released the inner child that on that points the finger and blames and blames and blames and wants justice and blah, 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 you know, people may have a hard time opening up and trusting you if you're blaming them. If you want to make change, It's smart to, you know, see the other perspective and then learn how to frame it, but respond wisely and in a grounded, collected fashion so you can articulate how you logically see this versus getting caught up in the ego. And then you're also able to express your heart and your true emotions within 
more easily. Also letting your walls down is another suggestion, which may not be easy, and make a conscious effort to be open about what's going on within. And another thing, embrace your uniqueness. You're not like anyone else, nor is anyone else, and embrace it. And finally, the last magical sign of the zodiac, Pisces. My dad, I said this before, but my dad is a Pisces moon and the epitome of a Pisces moon. I emphasize the epitome of. Anyway, Pisces moon celebrities, first the queens, Coco Chanel. We share the same birthday, but not the same moon sign. Coco Chanel, Audrey Hepburn, Michelle Obama, Kim Kardashian, Grace Kelly, Kesha, Y'all, Hollywood did Kesha dirty because she seems like someone that is a surface level person, but really, man, she's got a lot of depth to her and brilliance, which I started to notice and her chart only confirms it. In fact, her sun and her moon is in Pisces. Anyway, that's my little Kesha tangent. Uh, Anna Ferris, whose podcast Unqualified is hilarious, by the way, and also Sierra. And then the kings, Martin Luther King Jr., Mr. Rogers, Ramakrishna, Frank Sinatra, Edgar Allan Poe, no surprise there, Prince, Robin Williams, Kanye West, Elvis Presley, Usher, who I said, by the way, that he was in my school locker and then him and along with Chad Michael Murray transferred to my bedroom for pretty much the remainder of grade school. And Anyway, also Leonardo da Vinci. I had a lot of tangents there and I realized it's because we're at the final one, the final sign until next week. So anyway, what I love about these Piscians with the Pisces moon and why you are so magnetic. I would not mess. I would not dare mess with that strong, psychic, spiritual, mystical, and intuitive nature that is within you. It's beyond seeing it on the surface level. This is deeply within your intuitive nature. Also, thank you for your eternal light and optimism. We do need more of that. You're the friend that I would turn to if I needed a shoulder to lean on. You know, he broke up with me. He ended things. I need an emotional support system. I'd love to confide in my Pisces moon friend. (laughs) And I have asked before what your sun and moon and, you know, rising signs are. I've got to say that there are a lot of Pisces moons who are attracted to this podcast, which is really cool. And I think it's because you're like me, where you're very soothed by what is beyond the veil and understanding this on a deeper level, the mystical, the otherworldly, and you tend to dance with the way of the wind. You know, you'd rather go with the flow than have a rigid schedule. And so that's why I love hanging out with Pisces moon so we can go with the flow. Though, of course, you're not opposed to having a schedule, most of you. And so you'll honor the schedule, but you're going to always leave leeway in the day for yourself. There's not going to be an entire 24-hour block that is scheduled. You do allow fluidity in your schedule. Or if something comes up that's going to interrupt your schedule, you're not going to have a heart attack over it. You're like, okay, cool, whatever. I'll just scoot this. Like, no big deal. You're very fluid. And I appreciate that. I also can't help but admire your 
fantasy world within you and seeing beyond the illusion that this world has sculpted our minds, our brains to see. And in fact, otherworldly or greater possibilities for this reality is likely your driving force. My MC, my midheaven is in Pisces. Ooh, that's what I should do a series on as well. What I like about your midheaven or something as well. I'm doing that. Anyway, so my midheaven's in Pisces. And that often represents what career you'll work towards or what, how you'll feel fulfilled in life if you focus on a purpose in this field. And so, I mean, I'm kind of doing something right now that fulfills my midheaven in Pisces. I also do feel like I'm always drawn to the natural ways and rhythms of those with a Pisces moon as my human is likely to pursue a career in something with a Pisces vision, a spiritual and intuitive vision, and use it in the arts in some sort of art form in some way. And I feel those with a Pisces moon naturally do on a daily basis this, which is a beautiful thing. You're nourished by your vivid imagination and your daydreams and expressing this to the world or even your inner circle in some way. You know, the way that you can make this bland, mundane world seem so bright and vivacious with rainbows and mystics is something to honor. I also appreciate your kind heart and your loving soul and you're very adaptable as well. And perhaps it's because you've been around the block (laughs) in your life. You know, most of you, especially, I think your magic listeners are old, old souls. And I believe most Pisces moons are old souls. And if you fight for something, it's likely with peace and passion. You're the peaceful warrior like Martin Luther King Jr. He's a Pisces moon. And that is, of course, if you're on the light side of the moon following a purpose for good instead of for self. Because, you know, Another Pisces moon is Kim Jong-un and uh, mm, do I need to say anymore? But he's a young soul. So most of you, I believe, have good intentions because you're powerful. You're very powerful and you can really move mountains. And so be intentional with your vision from a place of love, which I have no doubt if you're a Piscean moon listening to this podcast with an old soul, you know, you know you're powerful, so you're likely going to use it for good. And I do love and honor that about you. This is the part of the Pisces moon that I love most about my dad. He cries over everything good. I mean, who? He's a Sagittarius sun, so he can get very passionately fiery about, you know, if something makes him upset. But... Man, especially if it's something, if something wonderful happens to somebody, he is crying. He's always crying when, you know, at the end of a movie, at the end of a TV show, or just when something really, really good happens to somebody. When he's moved by something, he cries because he really, really cares. He doesn't mind the waterworks. He's going to let out those tears. Or, of course, if he's sad about something, then he'll cry as well. No shame in the tears as well. He's like, (laughs) he owns it. He has no shame. Even though he grew up a macho military guy, It's beautiful what age and wisdom can do to you. You'll share whatever you're feeling. And so that's another thing I appreciate, the heart of the Piscean moon. Now, what do you need to work on? Well, you are powerful and sometimes you can use that power to manipulate. And I know that you don't want to. Be conscious of it if you get tempted to (laughs) 
because sometimes you may want to sway that way to get your way and that is not okay. And also remember that most intuitives can see right past this, right past the manipulative voice, unless you're going to use that for good. But you're good with manipulating. And also many Pisces moons may paint some sort of somber picture of their reality or a dramatic picture or maybe even paint a picture where they're a martyr or they are holier than thou. <laughs> Not saying this is everybody, but I've seen this before. Haven't seen it in all Pisces moons though, but it's something to keep in mind if you get tempted to move or sway that way and use the energy elsewhere. And be careful when it comes to alcohol or drug use because that can be very addictive for you. Use all your powers instead of manipulating or, you know, misleading others or allow others <laughs> to suffer instead of allowing that to happen, you know, make sure to use the power of how much you care about and how sensitive you are to the suffering of others. Use that for good instead of for evil. And I feel like that's not anyone's issue that's listening to this podcast, but it's something to indeed keep in mind, or if you know a Pisces moon who's manipulative, and you might be prone to be addicted to many things easily. So to be conscious of that as well. Be careful of your coping mechanisms, such as addiction, and be careful of how you use your power of persuasion. Anyway, that is a wrap. That is a wrap. And then next week, I'll do rising signs. So what I love most about your rising sign. And you can find your rising sign in the same place where I linked where you can find your moon sign at astro-charts.com. So check that out. Anyway, till then, I hope that you have a magical rest of your week. Talk with you next Monday. Jaima. Yomis, that is a wrap. That is a wrap for this episode. I hope that something spoke deeply to you, expanded you in some way. Please let me know if so. You can catch me on Instagram at Raquel Mantra. I spell Raquel a different way than most, so you can see the spelling in the show notes. Or hang out with the Yomis, the like-minded, very conscious and expansive and helpful souls on the Euro Magic Facebook group especially a place to turn to when it comes to, well, whatever you're going through. And there are several tools on the euromagic.life membership site. All right, well, thank you so, so much and have a magical rest of your day.